You're listening to a Living Word Family Church podcast. Thanks for tuning in. For more information about Living Word Family Church, make sure to check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. You can also check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Now, on to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Word Family Cast. Here we are in the studio with us, as always, is youth director and tech guru, Matt Kreider. Hey, Zach everybody. Zach of all trades, Zach Bensel, and I am Scott Millis, pastor of Living Word Family Church, and we have a special guest with us today, very special guest, the elusive well, elusive with regard to this podcast, <laughs> Associate Pastor Mike Mack. Yay. Welcome. Good Welcome. This is everyone. where we put the applause track in. Yes. I've been handcuffed to my chair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we had to, He made a mistake by coming back in here and throwing a ball at us and joking around, and we wrangled him in for the podcast. Hey, you're here. Right. He's, fi- yeah. <laughs> he's firmly tied to his chair for the next 30 I've minutes. I've been here before, but I've escaped before yeah. I started. <laughs> he always Glad cool. to be here today with this esteemed accredited group of young yeah. men looking well, super wow, fly too with the jean jacket he always and does. The, he's just styling styling individual yeah. uh, that's right only costs a dime more to go first class yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well uh we thought since we had him in here today we'd actually let him do some talking and uh everybody who knows mike uh, would probably if you had to describe him in just a handful of words you know you you this is kind of, you know, tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, he's a sharp dresser, always a sharp dresser, uh, mm-hmm. and he's always got a smile on his face. He's encouraging. He's energetic. I mean, he's the, he's the fireball. Uh, something to do with the red hair, probably, right? Probably. What's left uh, of it? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as I think I mentioned in a service not too long ago, I can remember days when uh, I was working at Sam's, which was not a job I hated at all, but it was, you know, early mornings and sometimes, you know, didn't feel like being there, a little bit dragging. And here would come Pastor Mike coming into the store, and I would just smile because I know I'm getting five minutes, I'm going to be more encouraged than I was Mm -hmm. before he walked in the store. Uh, Just all, he's got the attitude, he's got the outlook, and uh, he's got the gift for uh, transferring that to other people. It's hard to stay down uh, you'll get coached, you'll get counseled, you'll get encouraged, you'll get your butt kicked, whatever. Uh, and I just uh, would like to hear a little bit about your story. I've heard it, but a lot of people haven't. How far back you want to go? <laughs> to, uh, when you were... I was born. Uh, <laughs> In the beginning. I won't tell you how far back. <laughs> 1988. Uh, that, thank you, uh, Zach. Uh, yeah, I'll accept yeah. that. <laughs> no, I was, I was born in... I was one of the first baby boomers, so that tells you pretty much where I was, the year I was born, and I uh, was raised in a Christian family, and I was what commonly known as the black sheep of the family. I, I, didn't, I didn't have anything against it because I went to church. My po- folks were both born again early, and, and we were already born, and be- they were born again when I was born. So, and uh, What we, kind of church did you go to? We went to a... a more or less a Christian church, Church of God type of church, non-charismatic as we would call it today, or full gospel. But we believe they believed in healing and certainly, certainly lived their faith. They were very encouraging people, and uh, and knew how to pray, which is one thing I I'm thankful for today because yeah. I think it's so vital for the for the church of the body of Christ today is to be able to pray. And in Absolutely. fact, uh, it's most, one of the most neglected things in the body of Christ, unfortunately, but yeah, but uh, yeah, I was born in a Christian family and 
<clears throat> I had a sister, younger sister, three years younger, and and she got saved early, and we would go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and every other week, we seemed like we'd have two-week revivals. <laughs> so, <laughs> so needless to say, I was in church. I knew a lot about Jesus, and I knew a lot about heaven. I knew a lot about hell. and uh, But for whatever reason, uh, never really accepted him, never was basically running from him for many, many, many years. And uh, until I was actually 29 years old. And uh, I always say I was more foolish than most because I had heard the word over and over and over. And uh, for those that have never heard it, they have, you know, that's an excuse they can use. I didn't have one. So, and then um, fast forward, you know, went, joined the Navy, was in the Navy for four years during Vietnam. And um wasn't a hard time as being in the Navy. It was a hard time in a way because I'd lost a lot of friends from high school and one very close friend uh, two weeks before he was to get out of Vietnam. He stepped on a landmine. And uh, so it was kind of a trying time for that. But uh, after I got out, I went to work for the railroad, which was kind of the family business. I had four uncles and a cousin that worked for the railroad. So worked for them for a number of years. And then at 29 years old, I was uh, in a uh, hotel room. It's funny how God never uh, lets up on you, gives yeah. up on you. That's the good news yeah. for anyone. And at 29 years old, I'm I'm uh, working for the railroad, and I'm down at Centralia, Illinois, uh, and in an old hotel that was really a nice hotel in 1850. But he uh, <laughs> 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 would say he wouldn't say that in 1970. Uh, I think it was 1976, early 76. This and, was 76. How yeah. long have you been married at this point? We'd been married three years. Okay. And uh, so we were expecting our first baby, uh, Allison, and it seems like a long time ago, and it has been 40-some years, 41 years ago. But anyway, I was in a hotel room. I'd just been down drinking a few beers and uh, never was a big drinker. Uh, been a few times I'd... Um, and, you know, kind of embraced the commode in the wrong position. Uh, <laughs> Talking to Beulah on the big yes, white yes, phone. Yes, yes, <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, and, but I just, and, you know, I'd just been doing that in good fun. And I went up to this old hotel room where we had a, a black and white TV, a small rundown room. But I turned on the, it was about 10 till 10, quarter till 10. And uh, I happened to turn it on to Billy Graham. Uh, and uh, he was making his well-known altar call, which he has done for had done for years, and I had heard it numbers of times. I mean, I had been under conviction so many times I couldn't even remember how many times. <laughs> and uh, I just got down alongside my bed and just asked, said, Lord, just come into my life. It was not a lightning flash or anything like that. It was just, but there was a great weight lifted off my shoulders. I mean, I could just really tell you it was almost... It was almost a physical thing. Yeah. It was like, wow, I needed to do this. And I suppose it was partially the re- real reason was out of concern and fear that I was going to go to hell if I didn't change my ways or change right. and accept Christ. But so, soon after that, uh, we had our, uh, Allison was born, and and Sandy had been raised in the United Church of Christ as my wife, and she had uh, her mother. Thank God for mother-in-laws and mothers, and you know that. You need to go to church. You need to take that baby to church, you know, like that. And, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and so 
I guess it was sometime later, maybe Allison was maybe five or six months and we started to go to, to the Methodist church. It was kind of a nice compromise. It wasn't, wouldn't have been necessarily nothing against Methodists. Wouldn't have been the church I would have picked right off because I wasn't raised in that background. Right. And, but it, it was uh, like, she always told me, she says, well, you skipped out most of the time because I was still working for the railroad at that time. And I would be gone a lot. And, uh, but shortly after that, we, we got more involved there. They had a group called the new seekers, which was pastor Scott Millis's parents were involved in that. And a number of the core group in this church of the living word family church now now was that based in based in the methodist church it yeah. was okay. it was it was a sunday school class oh, okay. called the new seekers and uh we would go and and at that present time they they had gotten involved in uh, the full gospel message uh, uh, movement and uh we were uh, it was kind of new to us i I've, I've learned a long time ago that if you don't know enough about something just keep your mouth shut so i wasn't <laughs> anti right. it was just i didn't know anything about it so after that, I uh, uh, we we continued to go, and then Pastor Larry and Pam went to um, Rama, took off for Rama, and at that time we would still uh, getting high, more involved in the Methodist Church, but also on Sunday nights. Uh, Richard Dunkman, who's now gone to be with the Lord some time ago, he was a good friend of Pastor Larry's, and on Sunday night we would meet. They they allowed us to meet on Sunday uh, at the Methodist Church after because they didn't hold Sunday night service, and we'd have a prayer meeting and. And we'd pray and and uh, got more involved with that. And of course, when Pastor Larry and Pam came back, uh, they had um, began to have care groups, and um, and they they were not at that particular time when they started church, but they were they were the Lord was dealing with them to do that. And I remember getting baptized in the Holy Spirit in their living room, and uh, a lot of people got baptized in the Holy Spirit. In that <laughs> yeah, <living room. laughs> and. Uh, and sometime soon after that, Sandy did too, and uh, and so then the, in 1981 the church started, and I became uh, the head usher in this yeah. mega church of super usher, super yeah, usher, super usher right. of 41 people the first week, and I think there were 25 the second week. Yeah. The old Hogden High School building, and we were meeting on the stage, and we had uh, our uh, praise team consisted of one person at that time was yeah, that's right. uh, Cheryl Millis and uh, Cheryl Berkey now, and. And, uh, I, she, I, I thought she started off with mom and the auto. Heart. Well, she did, maybe that was she the did the auto. Heart, right? Yeah, that was in the living room and 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 uh, and at the care groups and stuff. So she would do that. But Cheryl, I don't know if she did the first week, but I, shortly after Very that, soon, she'd yeah. had the. We had an old piano that was down on the floor of the Ogden High School building, and and we certainly had some times there. But the church began to grow fairly rapidly, and and uh, we moved from the the. Um, stage down onto the gym floor and we moved a number of times it would the praise we the praise team started uh, uh growing in numbers we had uh kenny and pam or kenny and uh cindy cooley and and their dad you know kenny cooley and lyle mm-hmm. dillman and we yeah. charlie canfield lee meeker yeah and uh, whole, just a whole number of people started coming and and uh, so it was it was really a, a great time or a, a real hungry time for a lot of people wanting to hear the word of God and and uh, that's that still today should be our number one desire is to hear the word of God and grow it's not uh, right. it, yeah. regardless of how long we've been doing this and and so 
as Paul says, you know, his desire was to know Christ at the, even at the end of his ministry. Right. So that's yeah. the way we should be. So anyway, that's kind of where we're at. And uh, we've been a part of Living Word Family Church since day one, 1981, the first uh, week in January. And it's been good. And yeah. it's continued to be good. And we've grown and hope to be there many more years for in whatever capacity. But I certainly enjoy the one I'm in right now. Right on. And so... Enjoy these young men around me. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, yeah. Keeps you young. It keeps right. me. That's right. No, actually, I try to keep them young. Yeah, yeah. Keeps us tra- but, trying to dress sharp. So, but that's about that's you know. I could go on to a lot of wow. details, a lot of, a lot of other personal things. But that's that's basically where I'm at today, and that's wow. how I got to be part of the body of Christ and Living Word Family Church, and I, I'm honored to be so. So, yeah. Amen. Man, well, we're sure glad to That's have a you. Good story. I can remember. Uh, when now, when did you come on board on staff? Uh, 1992, part-time. 92. Half-time. I went to a, uh, well, when I was at uh, Canaan Land, which I've talked about on here before, and many of you know what I'm talking about, there was a book that we had to read that was written by a guy named Terry Nance. Mm-hmm. who was the associate pastor for Happy Caldwell's church. And uh, the book was called God's Armor Bearer. Learned and, a lot from him. Yeah. Well, br- Brother Mac had us read this book because he wanted us to understand what our role was as right. supportive ministers. And uh, I remember it wasn't long after that when 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 I came back to Illinois after a few years we went to Rushville to actually hear Terry Nance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you were there, right? I was there. And he talked about, you know, this is the you know, Ministry of Helps, associate, all supportive uh, positions. And I'm listening to him, taking notes, and it dawns on me about halfway through this seminar that Mike Mack could have written this book and could have done this seminar. All the things that he was teaching, this is what makes the ideal. Uh, God called... This is this is how the associate minister, this is how the supportive ministers demonstrate their calling and their giftings are all things that Mike had been doing intuitively for as long as I can remember. Uh, just well, part of the, part of that was, and Terry Nance was instrumental in, in his in his publications, and and also he had videos. Uh, as far back as when I began to usher, I never I never ushered in a charismatic church, so to speak. And if you know what I mean, it, with the gifts of the spirit are operative and right. people are being prayed for. It wasn't like just collecting the plates, you know, going and right. collecting the offering. And, uh, it was much more in, in, in depth than that. And so I had to begin to learn from the ground floor. So I would get, uh, whatever publications I could. One guy was named Buddy Bell and he was Buddy Bell. He was a usher, or a had was an associate pastor later, I think, in FCF. I think it was. I think he was with FCF. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, one of those in Tulsa, one of the mega churches in <laughs> Tulsa. <laughs> but he had written a number of things on the uh, being the ministry of helps and being an ushers and head usher and so forth. And I gleaned a lot from that. I gleaned a lot from going to uh, Kenneth Copeland meetings. He would have the big services, and I did, whenever I went, I would, I would. Uh, observe his ush, head usher right. and his ushers and see where you could go from there. So, And then when I became the associate, uh, or even before, I started reading things by Tony Cook, who was, to me, was one of the premier associate 
the pastors and absolutely of of Rama of all time. I think you know. I mean, yeah. it, it, he just was a he's a legend. Uh, yes, he was, and he is, and he he wore many hats and uh, and he did it well with everything. So I, I you know I I I I thank Pastor Scott for saying those things, but really it was just having an interest in and learning from what others had already done. Right. And so that, that should be something we can do. We should all have mentors. Um, we should never be the Lone Ranger. Members feel like we're the only ones who can do anything. We should have mentors, even if you don't know them personally. You can have, uh, you can view their websites. You can view their, uh, listen to their, their uh, teachings, uh, read their books. Uh, there are a lot of great, great people out there that have done you know, marvelous things in the kingdom of God, and and that's who you glean from. From, and that's why, in order in order to have a good attitude about things, you got to be follow people that have done things and are still doing things. That's right. And, uh, and not not think, well, I've learned it all and I know it all. Doesn't matter how long you've been around, you can always learn more about what God has to say in His Word Amen. and and how to do things. So, Amen to that. So always growing and learning and. Never standing still. That's so, right. I agree with that. And reading. And reading. Readers are readers. Leaders are leaders. Are leaders, are readers. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's that's important. And use and uh, you know we we all quote people or quote things and we think sometimes we get them. You know, it's just the spirit of the Lord must have just said this directly to me. But I found that there's really nothing new under the sun. He that's said right. that to some, somewhere right. before. But I'm always privileged to hear some things uh, fresh. Right, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't believe I've ever heard that anybody say that just that direct way. Right. I just right. wish I had more of it. I know Pastor Scott does that uh, quite well. So, well, and he remembers things. Remember yeah. things. Well, you do, and yeah. things are some are not so spiritual. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that song from '83? <laughs> he probably does. Now, where are you where are you coming from? Yeah. yeah, superlative. Yeah. Superfluous, superfluous. Right. But it's but it is important. It's always important to keep growing, keep going. Don't get discouraged. Don't get down. God gives us people in every, you know, every stage of life, every season of life. Sometimes I think people think they get passed over as they get to be a certain age, and that's not true because no. there's, uh, you know, I, I in the Gospels, if you re, the ones that weren't martyred as a young, many of the apostles, many of the, the disciples at that time. Uh, I mean, I look at the Apostle John yeah. on the island of Patmos. You yeah. know, he was, how old was he? We don't really know, and probably 90 or so. Right. And he gets the greatest uh, revelation of Jesus Christ that we now can read after. Right. And right. so you just, you know, we, we got to be careful in thinking, okay, my time has passed. It may have certain positions, certain uh, roles in, in, in the kingdom can pass, but also he can grow and go, you know, and... Uh, keep going so that's that's always my theme and that's why i keep telling myself i always right as you've probably yeah. heard many times before i preach to myself yeah. right before i <laughs> preach to somebody else right that's right well i mean the great commission has no age limit that's so right that's right the our premier call as christians even if you're not doing something like specifically in the church you're always going to be called to share the gospel that's exactly there, right so. there's no retirement day right yeah. yeah and and as far as the constantly moving forward and growing and learning and uh, you know understanding that you've never you've never really arrived until right we've arrived you know in front of right. jesus you've never really arrived so you're constantly god's constantly got something for you to do somewhere for you to go 
But I think along with that, we have a responsibility to bring others up with us. You know what I'm saying? I mean, bring up whether it's the next generation, whether it's a peer that maybe not is not at the level that you that you're at. You know, with the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, you disciple others, you mentor others, you encourage others. And Pastor Mike, that's something else that, uh, that you do such a great job of is, you know, encouraging others and pouring yourself into others. And, uh, you know, I think you know, all four of us, to some extent here at this table, can say that, you know, Pastor Scott, I know you've poured into my life in a huge way. You know, I hope to some small extent I poured into Zach's life or, the, <laughs> or our students, you know, right. oh, to sure, some yeah. extent. Yeah. Um, I know that I've had, you know, opportunities to do that and to kind of you know, uh, encourage students and, and hopefully, you know, share some wisdom with them and stuff like that. But sure. And not, not just here, but places like camp too. Well, yeah. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. Outside right. the church as well. Absolutely. Uh, through just really, you know, dealings with people that, uh, you know, outside the church, not just at camp, but I mean, completely outside the church atmosphere, people that you deal with on a regular basis, whether it's at the store or whether it's, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. being encouraging. I've had opportunities to pray with people at, um, uh, at daycare when I take Grayson into daycare, you know, we've been there. It's our third kid now. We've got a daycare, so we've been there for three or four years, you know. And yeah. so we've got we've built up a rapport and gotten to know some of the um, the teachers that work there and stuff. And so we've had opportunities to I wouldn't say not disciple or mentor or whatever, and necessarily just because of the nature of the relationship, but at the same time, pray with them and you know stuff like that. Be able to have a conversation about the things of God. I know I yeah. had a conversation with one of the teachers. She was having a, she was having some, she's had surgery scheduled or something like that. And so we were talking and so I said, Hey, well, Hey, you know, the God's word says this. And she's like, Oh, I never thought about it that way. Or I never really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it was just an opportunity to share with her and she was encouraged by that. And we were able to pray together and it was just, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So not just growing and, and uh and and learning and everything on my own but sharing that with others and pouring into other people's lives and i think all of that works together to further the kingdom of god Absolutely. and to really lift up and and raise up the church so well that's that's important too that i've often said um you should be yourself even when you're not in church even more so you know, you should you shouldn't have a game face, and I I know that there are times that you, everybody isn't always up or or that, but you shouldn't be just to come to church and be one way and be another way outside oh, right. the churches. Yeah. You just yeah. need to be who God made you to be and be an influence and be a blessing to others. Um, it always comes back to you. And I know we've kind of pushed that and we continue to do that, and it, you know I'm blessed to be a blessing or I'm blessed and I am a blessing. Well, why do we say that? Because it's important that you say that out of your own mouth. Right. right. You know, That's I know, right. I know it gets to be a little redundant when we say that, no, but I don't the, think, truth, I never of, feel like the that. truth of the matter is, um, if you don't say that, um, it's very difficult to be a blessing. Right. Right. But if you call yourself a blessing, because we have been blessed so can't even imagine, you know, uh, how much we've been blessed. We only have a little, little inkling of it, you know. Our finite minds can't wrap around everything that Jesus has done for right. us. But uh, if we want to bless somebody else, we have to a- acknowledge to ourselves we are a blessing to others, and then go do it and be yourself wherever you go. If there, if it's opportunities to pray with somebody or or just. Be, you don't have to overpower them with it. You just talk to them from what you know. Right. And, right. And if you don't give out uh, what God has given you, you'll it'll stop up. 
You just yeah. you you just that's not the purpose of it. Right. You'll be like the Dead Sea. You won't have any outlet, and uh, and if you don't have an outlet, you'll just usually you'll become uh, uh, offended or bitter, and and you know as you get older right. because you haven't done anything. The best thing you can do is uh, Jesus uh, said it's more blessed to give than to receive. I don't think he was just talking about money. Right. Right. He's talking about your life. Absolutely. Yeah. And so well, you said something there. And we all nodded and agreed. I want to make sure we all understand what we're talking about, though. When you said, you know, we shouldn't be one way in church and another way outside of church. You're not just talking about hypocrisy. You know, right. that's something the world always throws at. Uh, oh, I don't go to church. I see all these people right. acting holy at church. Then they're out cussing and drinking and, and hating and everything else when they're not in church. That's not necessarily what we're talking about. Not what no. I'm thinking of anyway. No. In terms no. of this, I'm thinking, all right, it's easy to... And it should be easy when we're together singing songs. You oh, know, yeah. We see God is big to us. You know, we're we're you know just we're appreciating His presence and uh, the presence of His body. Uh, but when we're at home, when the right. struggles come, right. when the challenges come, what is our default position? Right. Do we right. just complain and whine like the rest of the world, or do we hit this with words of faith that we have mm-hmm. learned at church? What we, the things that we have been encouraged by right. in the presence of the body. Are we applying these things at home on a regular, habitual basis? That's what I'm talking about. Right. I want to see people and, praising and, yeah. the Lord in tough circumstances and right. speaking words of faith when sickness is attacking their body and, or when and financial and troubles. On top of that, opening problems. up to others, brothers That's and sisters it. in yeah. the church, you know? Right. And the whole two-faced thing is, you know, or the, what you were talking about, putting on your church face or whatever, right. and you come in pretending like everything's okay. That's mm-hmm. right. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Not, you know, whatever. And you may be speaking faith at home, and you may be doing your best, you know, but God's called us to, to live this life together. That's as right. As a community, as a family of believers, and I think that's so important. I know, Pastor Scott, you've given testimonies to that regard about, you know, when you had a couple of those bouts with your back, right. uh, back yeah. pain, you know, how men stood, right. stood with you in prayer and stood around you in prayer. You know, a lot of people encouraging you and praying for you and standing in yeah. faith and agreement with you. And I think that's so important because it's easy. I'd say easy. It's tempting to come in like you've got everything together oh, right. because you don't want to let people know you don't have it together. Right. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Because we think that everyone else has it together. Right. Exactly. Some right. Reason. exactly right. We think that, but <laughs> if you know that no one else does, but, yeah. and right. that's a lie that, yeah. The enemy tries to deceive us with. That's exactly that right. You're the only one dealing with right. this. Yeah. Well, you think right. everybody's really life not. is a polished Facebook family photo, and right. that is right. so not the case. <laughs> well, like right. your family photo. <laughs> yeah, like our family photos. <laughs> to oh to go a little further on that, I I guess what I mean is is you should act uh, in faith, walk in the the way you would walk in church when you're out of church. Right. Uh, love people. Right. Love God. Do do your best at all times, whether you're whether you're in church or not. I know it's you know it's it's like I said. It, and Pastor Scott, you just said it. How do you act around your family? Yeah, uh-huh. uh, we just I just we just got a Pastor Appreciation Sunday, and and um, all the little kids. I always get a, the biggest charge out oh, with the kids yeah. right on their little things, yeah. you know. Yeah, and. As many, I don't know if you had the same thing on yours, Matt, but most of them wrote, I like you, you're funny, yeah. we love you. Right. Yeah. I think if you can get little kids to say that about you, you must yeah. be doing Do something right. right. <laughs> you know? because, but, but, you know, we should be that way. We should be that way with not to the, even the children and the people we know here at church. We should be that way. And uh, when we go to, the, to a, a place of, um, you know, 
to uh, to buy things or right. yeah. or go to your bank or you you treat your bank teller or your or the grocery clerk or the the woman that or the man that's not treating you real well at the grocery store or or, or the restaurant you still treat them good right yeah. treat them right you you have to have that kind of attitude I think that's it's really important because I have been with people. <laughs> Unfortunately, that were uh, really had a, a what we would consider a pretty decent ministry that did not treat everyone as needed to be treated. Right, right. and uh, and that's where you, you get a, what I was trying to say is that we just need to be who we are in and out of the church and be the best we can be. So. Totally stability, yeah, yeah. consistency, yes, yeah. good deal. All right, well. Wow. That was a fast wow. half hour. Yeah, well, yeah. Are goodness. we done? I'm ready to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you drug me in here. See, now, Unchain now, me. Now that you've done me, let me go. me, beat me to it. He's going to get, now that you've had a taste. That's, that's right. Now, yeah. Pastor yeah. Mike, maybe you see. could be a regular installment because um, we're, the phone lines are already lighting up. People are wanting to talk to you here. Look at that. Well, that all depends. Hey, thanks for being with us today, Well, thanks for inviting us. That was really great. And uh, uh, just thank everybody for uh, joining us today at the Living Room yeah. Family Podcast. We appreciate all, all nine of you that are listening, That's and right. uh, soon to be many, many more with Pastor right. Mike's uh, star appearance. So That's we're right. very excited about that. Uh, anyway, make sure to share this with your friends, invite some friends to church, and uh, get involved and be part of the church family. So we will see you guys next time. See you in church. Happy trails to you all. <laughs>